What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Ryan Inman, and really excited to have you guys here. We're going to be doing another curbside consult, and this time we're going to be talking about the transition between residency and your actual full attending position, and what are maybe some of the key things that you need to think about when making that transition. We get that question a lot. And this listener who emailed in had a real specific question buried inside of kind of his email that I really liked and wanted to touch on. Now, I can't hit everything in this curbside consult in this setting. Probably should do an entire show on this. I can tell you that the book covers a ton of this. But before we jump in, I want you guys to know that I want to continue answering your questions on air. So please email them to me, ryan at financialresidency.com, or even better, go to financialresidency.com slash question and leave me a voicemail. It takes like two seconds to do that, and it's way cooler to hear your voice on air. Okay, so our listener wanted to remain anonymous, but they said, thank you, Ryan, for sharing your insight on financial well-being. It's very inspiring. Look forward to reading your new book. I'm graduating from residency in approximately one year. What are the biggest considerations and recommendations for this transition regarding tax and retirement account contributions? Specifically, I know there are income limits for making Roth IRA contributions. I will graduate in July with roughly half of my 2021 salary coming from resident and then the attending level for the rest. I'm inclined to believe that I should end my Roth contributions at the start of 2021, the year I will graduate and later begin as an attending position. I currently contribute to my HSA 403B in the traditional, a Roth account, all at Fidelity. I do not plan on signing a contract with a major hospital. Rather, I'd likely work locums or another 1099 job until I figure out what it's like and where I want to settle. I was planning on opening a solo 401k for my retirement contributions. I also plan on keeping a high deductible health insurance plan after graduating. Thank you again. Wishing you well. Well, I really, really love this question because it will hit on something that we haven't really talked a ton on and that I will probably end up doing an entire segment on really this whole process. But that is specifically on the Roth contributions to the IRA that he has set up and when you should maybe not contribute directly into there, anticipating a higher income. So I will get into that in just a second. Yes, what are some of the biggest considerations and recommendations? Well, I can't give you recommendations on the show. This is entertainment purposes only, as we typically say it here. So please don't go take any action with this. There's my disclaimer for compliance, right? Making those guys happy. But what are the biggest things you can look at? Well, when you're making this transition from residency to being an attending, the biggest thing that I want you to think about is the flow of money, right? You're all of a sudden going to be making from 50 to maybe, let's say, 300. I don't know what specialty you're in. But let's just say that you're going to 6x your income. And usually, more money, more problems, right? As you start to make more money, your expenses typically rise. And then all of a sudden, in a few years, you're like, I don't know how anyone could live off 10K a month. And you'll quickly forget what it was like to be a resident. So in the beginning, I think it's really understanding the flow of money, what's coming in, what's going out, and then putting a plan together for that money. What do you plan on spending? Where do you plan on spending it, right? And then where do you plan on saving money? And how do you plan on allocating those funds correctly. So if you have student debt, which was not mentioned here, make sure you're on the right repayment plans. Make sure you're doing the right stuff. If you're 1099 and not working for a 501c3, guess what? You're probably going to want to refinance. Rates are historic lows. 
go to financialresidency.com slash credible and run your rates right there. Credible's got some amazing deals on that. If you're staying in, eventually going to go back into work, let's say for a 501c3, I don't know what your, again, specialty is. You might not want to refinance and you might want to keep it. And yeah, it kind of stinks. You'll be in some type of income driven repayment for you're not getting any credit. But if you know for sure you're going to go back to a 501c3 and you will have credit and you've been doing all the right stuff as a resident, then don't refinance. That'd be a horrible idea, right? So you want to have a plan for the money that you're about to make. And I'm going to say it, it's the dreaded B word. You want to set up a budget. You're also going to want to make sure you have the appropriate coverages on your life and your disability. Do you have anyone that is going to be dependent on your income? If you don't have student debt because your parents paid it the whole way, do you need to pay them back? Are they anticipating that kind of money? Again, everyone's finances are, are personal and different. But if you have someone depending on your income, you're going to need to buy term coverage. If you don't, then disability coverage is going to be the best thing for you. If you become disabled, you're going to need income to live off of. And you don't want to have any basically standard of living decrease, even though you'd be disabled and that would be a decrease in and of itself. But you want to make sure you're covered there. So plan for your student debt, have appropriate coverages, dreaded B word, right? And then we come back to investing correctly. And now we're at it as do you actually make the contributions in 2021 in your Roth account directly and then have to back them out and then put them in a traditional and then convert everything? That sounds like a pain and it's going to be. So what I would honestly look at is what do you expect to make in 2021 if you took half of your residence salary, half a year of your locums work, and basically the phase out starts at 124000 being single. I don't know if you're married or not. I'm just going to say you're single, assuming the way you kind of wrote your question. So if you know for sure you're going to make more than 124000 then I wouldn't put money directly in your Roth in the beginning. I would wait till you're an attending, you're making more money, I'd do the backdoor in that. You've completely phased out at 139000 being single, so just keep that range in mind. Realistically, my guess is that even if you are a pediatrician, you're going to do some locums work and you're going to have half a year of resident salary, you're probably still going to hit the limit. So I probably wouldn't contribute directly to the Roth in 2021. I'm blown away by you're already doing your HSA, your 403B, and your IRAs, that you have them at Fidelity, but you're just, that you're doing those, that you're aware of them, that you're putting money in as a resident. Kudos to you. I'm super proud of you. I'm really impressed, actually, that you're doing that. So great work. You're correct. You will want to likely start up a solo 401k with the money that you will earn through locums or through your other 1099 job. Absolutely would start it at Fidelity since you're already there with your HSA, your 403b, and your Roth accounts. Heads up, you're probably going to have to open a traditional IRA so you can do that backdoor Roth in 2021. But Fidelity calls them self-employed 401k plans. So just not to get thrown off there. They're all the same thing just different names for them. And you're going to want to open one of those up. Again, you will be able to put in, think about if you had two hats on, you're going to be able to put in one hat, an employee contribution, and then you take that hat off and you put on the business or the employer hat. You can contribute money that way as well. And if you're already going to have a high deductible health plan, then you're going to be qualified for an HSA. I really like the company Lively. They do a fantastic job. Bummer is they're not on Fidelity. They're through TD Ameritrade, but I think they're a fantastic company. It's like a couple bucks a month. It's super cheap 
for running an HSA. So you're doing a lot of great things. Lastly, I'll follow us up with, and to make this somewhat short of a curbside consult, even though I could literally go on for probably 30 minutes of this, is that because you are not going to follow that traditional path, you're going to go right into locums. And the idea was just to see what you like and to figure out where you want to settle. I think that is fantastic that you're thinking that way. And I think you are going to really benefit from digging into some of the life planning questions and exercises that I've talked about on the show. But it's also, if you're buying the book, it's in the free course of the book. And we talk a little bit about it in the book as well. But that free course that accompanies the book is going to have a ton of exercises that you will really benefit by going through the life planning piece because you're already thinking differently. And I love it. So congrats. You are awesome. I'm super impressed with what you were doing. You're kicking butt and taking names. Thank you, everyone, for being here. Hopefully this was helpful. I appreciate what you guys are doing out there. If you want to call in questions, I'd love for you to play the voicemail on this. I don't, I, obviously I'm not making these things up. People are truly sending these questions in, but it's so much cooler to just have a different voice on the show as well. So hopefully these are helpful. Appreciate all of you. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Cheers.